Welcome to a brand new episode of Canon Calls. This week, I stay in-house at Canon Press and talk with the creative director, James Engerbretson. We chat about the education of a designer. We chat right in the dance one and two and whether or not all marketing is sleazy. Lastly, the very end, James mentions the Canon Press website that he's been working on. That is finally up. So please go check it out. Uh, Take a look at canonpress.com. All new visuals. Uh, The checkout process should be much easier. And enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Canon Calls. I am Jake McAtee, your host. And today we have a special guest, James Angerbretson, designer. And what is your official title? What, uh, if if uh, you had a yeah, if you had a card, um, I think for Canon it would be creative director right now. Creative Just, director, yeah. But what about which? Who knows what that means? Yeah. But what about it? Um, what about in the world? Like if Steve oh, at Moscow Building Supply? Yeah, that's that's a tough question for me because. What do you do? I freeze. I, I kind of freeze up when people ask. Like, yeah. So I just say graphic designer. You okay. Know, it's like, graphic designer. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, everybody knows what that is. Kind of. Logos. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, you know, something like, or, you know, my cousin does that. Right. Yeah, or, yeah. It's funny. You know, um, my wife does some of this. Yeah. Side. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so I feel like if I try to explain everything I do, it's, gets ridiculous yeah so let's we'll start with canon so be so in in relation to canon press what are you responsible for doing um yeah i'm basically just in charge of the visual component of everything we do so whether that's book covers or marketing images um interior uh, (laughs) interior designs of the books um get you know directing those um pretty much anything that's visual is is I, i work on i help Obviously, with some of the video work, um, directing, you know, that side of things. That's why, that's why creative director is kind of a funny term, because what does that mean? It's probably just, I think it's just the drawer in yeah. which we can just throw yeah. more things your way. Yeah, I think in the, in the real world it means something, but I'm not sure. Yeah. I think, like, yeah, I, I really You're saying know. for, like, uh, for you, Safeway, or if their you, creative yeah. director? Yeah, if you worked at an agency as a... You know, in a design agency, and you were the creative director, you would be, I think, like a tier above a bunch of designers that, you know, you then, you're not really doing the design work. Right. Um, you're directing the design. Um, but I am in that fortunate position of directing and yeah. doing a lot of it. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, r- just quickly about yourself mm-hmm. James Engerbretson, born and raised in Moscow. Um, I was born in Spokane, okay, and then lived there till I was six. Have some good memories from that. From Spokane, yeah. And then okay. we moved here when I was six in two thousand one. Uh, and then moved here for the school for Logos, and then went, you know I've never moved since. So we're all I I consider myself grown up in yeah. in Moscow for sure. We're all you've got through two brothers. Mm-hmm. Were all of you born in Spokane? Um, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Ian was almost born in Denmark, but okay. they flew back because apparently the uh, it seemed urgent. It's pretty sketchy. <laughs> yeah. It seemed urgent. Yeah. yeah. Ian's still salty about that one. Sure. Because he could could have been a citizen. Sure. But which would have been awesome. Yeah. 
Um, and useless. And Same time. useless. <laughs> dead mark. Um, okay. And then, so you grew up in Moscow. You said yeah. you went to Logos School. Mm-hmm. There's a couple guys in-house yeah. who went to Logos School. Dane and Forrest. Yep. Brian, kind of. Brian taught you at Logos. Brian went to Logos. Brian went. Yeah. But didn't he teach you too? He or? did. He yeah. did teach me. Yes. <laughs> it's great. I think for some reason he was, I mean, I'm just really glad I didn't do anything embarrassing in his class. Right. Um, otherwise that would be, I mean, we, we were goofballs for sure, but right. Brian is also a goofball. So yeah, he was a great teacher. Okay. And so also a great editor <laughs> with brownie points. I feel yeah, like, yeah. uh, making up for all the file sizes that you send, they're too big. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> So, and then uh, you did, tell me about, uh, but each of the guys that I've brought in, I've talked about um, education, mm-hmm. and yeah. one of the unique things about Canon is nobody is very specialized, although everybody's very talented in what they do. Yeah. They didn't get a specialized yeah. training. Yep. When you yeah. were thinking about design work, we've, you, you were always thinking about design. Yeah. Did you feel the pull to be like, I'm going to go to design school? Mm-hmm. How to talk talk about how that worked yeah for you. so I started yeah designing when I was like fourteen fifteen ish I started to realize you know I looked around I was like everything's designed there's everything you see somebody either put thought into it or didn't and it shows you know so I kind of that was when I started to look around and look at logos and and uh, visuals just visual design um. And so all through high school, I was just doodling like crazy on my papers and um, turned some of those into some cash in high school. So when um, you say doodles. Yeah, in the margins these, of my school papers. Are these, would, they, would you say they're different kind of doodles than Forrest had? Yeah, yeah. These were like more like yeah. logos or yeah, what logos, were they? Yeah, uh, logos and typography. So okay. I would write words out. And, and But I was always thinking about logos. Those were kind of the, that was kind of the big thing. T-shirt designs. I had a started a little t-shirt company in in uh high school just hit up the farmer's market with yeah, these the, designs the worst, yeah <laughs> i sold like two what so. was it what was it called it was called core c-o-r-e yeah nice. core shirts wow pretty uh pretty awesome what, what, i might be able to find some, <clears throat> some uh images online of it it's what fun. what would uh what was sort of the what was the brand flavor like whatever I, my doodles <laughs> your doodles but i mean like what, what it was I be... like kind of punk like, yeah, there it, it like is. somebody who's somebody Christian who, Christian kid. There it is, punk. Yeah, like, like so, like reliant edgy K. streetwear. Yeah, yeah, like a yeah streetwear. What would I? Be I drinking? think I had one t one t shirt said safety third. Oh instead wow! Instead of safety first, you know, being look at that yeah, dude being all cool. Yeah. yeah, what would I would I be drinking a Mountain Dew? <laughs> would I, would um, I wear your t shirts or what would I be drinking? Maybe yeah, a probably monster maybe a, maybe yeah. Or a Red Bull for like a more maybe a Red Bull, yeah. I think a Red Bull is more my brand, more tasteful, the outdoor. Yeah. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, a Monster is too. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So I. So yeah, go, coming coming into my senior year of of high school, I was like, you know, I'm just gonna go chase this at at the U of I, do do the design program, and then I had this, you know, you have this sinking feeling like, okay, I, that's probably, I I don't know if I could could have articulated this at the time but it was like yeah that's probably not enough and so i had probably not pl- enough, i had yeah as in like your education thinking, wise like edu- okay um and so i w- had a plan to go into the the business program too um okay either either do a five-year or like you know figure it out I, I didn't really 
have a plan. Um, and so that, you know, that I think validated, I just knew that to be a designer, you have to be, a, you have to understand business and you have to, uh, do that well, unless if you want to make more than like 35 K yeah, <laughs> or, you know, whatever the, yeah, I remember looking at the, the averages, you know, the average income for a designer didn't, you know, it, it bumped not, out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, those numbers are really skewed and weird, but, um, so yeah, going into senior year, I was thinking that, but then, so all through high school, actually, I mean, this is what's great about Logos, but just like spe- specifically my junior and senior year, I fell in love with poetry and with writing and, and, you know, creative, creative output. Um, it was Becca Merkel's class kind of that really sealed the deal. I think Nate actually came in and talked um to us at one point um but that just sealed this kind of sinking realization that i needed to go to nsa and that so that was already that was already something you thought yeah it was but it was it was dark dude i pushed it (laughs) i pushed it back (laughs) just a dark hound yeah yeah i just pushed it down i was like you know like i I did not want to go to nsa yeah of of all you know is that the vibe? Place. Is that generally the vibe when, as you grow up through Logos, yeah, you're seniors and you're like, man, it was for me. A and failure think, is a failure would be a new San Andreas. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, it was for me, and I think it it is. Yeah, um, among the cool cats, you know, the yeah. kids that think they're cool and think that they're, you know, that think they know. Yeah. Uh, anything is like bigger <laughs> and braver sites like Saint like Saint John's. Maybe, like maybe. To, uh, I don't know. For, for at least for me. I don't know what it is for other kids. I'm sure. I'm sure some other kids are like, no, I don't want to do NSA. I want to be a doctor or whatever. Um, which you, they should go to NSA either way. But uh, for me, it was like I just don't want to be like that. Like there were at least at the time there were certain guys that I had seen from NSA that I just did not want to be like. Got like, it. I didn't want to wear the skinny jeans. I didn't want to wear the you know be like smoking my pipe with a big book downtown (laughs) you know i just saw there were you know there were some things where like a lot of um that kind of intellectual approach was was just to be seen as you know reading big books and to be seen as intellectual and 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 i just hated that and and whether or not that was sure actually there and an actual problem with nsa that's what i thought and you know i think it, it was a big a big pride issue and like no, I'm I'm cooler than that. Yeah, so I'm gonna the, go ski and learn design. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing too. Yeah. Is is it's it wasn't just you had you know these big University of Idaho dreams. Yeah, you had uh you know yeah. extreme sports yeah. kind of in the background. Mm-hmm. That I mean, at least I was I was chasing it as far as it would go. Skiing, uh, skiing just skiing. Yeah, okay. Skiing and just you know whether it was you know being a ski bum or whatever, I just wanted to be outside and yeah. You know, yeah, going so, crazy, jumping off stuff. That's yeah, I remember when I first got here. Uh, <laughs> it was yeah. like maybe my first week. It was it was probably my first week because Canon Press does uh, Humbleburger lunch every yeah. Friday, and basically it's like we we all give our orders. I mean, it's yeah, it's lunch. So yeah. every basically everybody congregates in the back in the kitchen, um, and we eat lunch and. I'm obviously new, so some of the guys feel like maybe I, we should talk to this person. Yeah, I remember this. So I get tra- so I, I get I'm talking to Forrest James, and James's brother Alec, and I think it may have been you, 
Forrest asked if you went surfing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember he, he yeah, he asked like, if you'd what? been surfing. Yeah, Forrest had skateboarded into the garage, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was working in the in the warehouse. So you know, I was like, mm-hmm. I stopped as he like went by, <laughs> and uh, I remember, I remember thinking, oh, okay, so these are gonna be. Uh, these are work friends. Yeah. We will never hang out on the weekends. <laughs> because, yeah, yeah. You, you had just gone surfing in the river. Yeah. And then Alec was asking Forrest if he'd ever done a backflip off of such and so. Yeah, yeah. Classic. And I was like, oh, man. Classic. Yeah. If, if I, we ever hang out, I'll be holding the keys in the wallets <laughs> is what I told you guys. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah. Pretty funny. Anyway. I think. So, I mean, we could talk about that. Uh but I think uh, the NSA thread is like, yeah. or, you know, the education thread is so, uh, okay. These seeds were planted at, mm. at, at, uh, at Logos that I didn't want to be them to be there, yep. you know, at, at, but I really did understand that I needed, if I was going to be creative, I needed something bigger. And so I needed to learn how to learn, to learn how to be creative and to learn how to write first of all, um, whether that was poetry or just creative writing or, you know, whatever. I knew I needed that deep down. And so uh, I think I met with Ben Merkel one time during the summer. And then I met with Doug again, uh, you know, in, in the in-between time. And, and neither of those quite, uh, yes, I don't know what it was that didn't seal the deal for me. But um, all through the summer after I graduated high school, I was working, you know, like 12, 14-hour days mowing lawns and painting houses. It just going hard and it was getting to like the midpoint of the summer where it's like you just got to push through finish the summer out where you know keep working hard and i was really working on being grateful for the work that i that i had and i remember just my neck was just hurting so bad painting the ceiling of this house um you're painting indoors yeah painting indoors uh at least for this particular project and i you know i was like for some reason just a desk job sounded great i don't know just, I mean, I just want, I just wanted to design, yeah, you know, and do, do that. Um, and then my, my phone rings and it's a, it's an, you know, a number I didn't know. Yeah. Gosh, I picked that up. I usually don't pick them up, but I picked this one up and it's like, Hey, it's Aaron Wrench. And I was like, oh, I did kinda, it sound I, like a kick drum speaking yeah, through yeah. like two different walls? Yep. Yeah. It sounded like my, the bass notes on my phone were yeah just exploding. Yeah. 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 Um, but he, so I kind of knew who, who he was. I really didn't know. And he's like, hey, do, would you want to come in and talk, you know, thinking about a summer summer job here at Canon? And I knew what Canon was for sure. Um, and so the next day, uh, I went in with like, you know, button down shirt, like all nice and came in and sat with Nate and Aaron and talked about, you know, design work. And they were like, so we've got a Beowulf cover and a Riot in the Dance textbook cover. Can you pull it off? And of course, I had no idea how to pull any of that off. And I was like, of course. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And so I, I think I started the next day or something for the, like, I started that week. And so, and then working here for a couple months was just awesome. Eye opening to work with Nate and Aaron. So you did the Beowulf cover first? Did the Beowulf cover first. Yep. That was really cool. How do you feel about it? Um, it was one of those ones where, I'm not, I wasn't sure I liked it at the time. You know, it was kind of the, you know, Nate and Aaron liked it and we went forward with it. That's great. And I think I do like it now. 
Forrest did a great job with the with the illustration of Forrest, but kind of saved my saved my behind on that. Uh, which is great. That's that's the best part about working with Forrest is he can just do anything. So if I have some struggles, I'll just <clears throat> get Forrest to uh, let's let's let's. Something. That's a, that's a, that's it about Forrest. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh... Okay, cutting off the Forrest compliments. <laughs> um, so okay, and then couple months in, so right before school was about to start, I was signed up for You're U-Lock. still going to U-Lock. Yeah, I had, yeah. The, had the ID card and everything. Um, I still have it on my still. desk. Um, and I think it was like a, either the, the week before NSA started, I get pulled into Nate and Aaron's office, or, you know, the conference room there. And I get the talk. Like, I get, I get you know, strung up pretty good. And, and they're at, you know, they the general gist was like, look, what do you want to do with your career? You know, do you want to be designing, like clicking the mouse all day, like for the rest of your life? And being naive, I was like, yeah, I just want to be a craftsman, you know, do yeah. the, do the thing. And they were like, no, you don't, you, you know, uh, and they kind of walked me through all the things that they saw for, for my career and what would I be doing, whether it's directing films or, um, you know, creative directing, directing designers um and and how design ties into business and and all these things uh they walked me through that kind of showed me the vision of what nsa would do which is give me which is not give me a a specific uh education that would pigeonhole me into what the design industry was 10 years ago because that's what translate unable to like transcend and you can't think outside the box after that like you're just indoctrinated whether you want to or not you're you know um, you it's it gets hard to start breaking the rules, and to right. think outside the box and to and to really, at least you know be be creative like that. That to me was a big thing that NSA right. did was taught me what creativity means. So like four days later, you're sitting in a yeah new senior yeah. class, sitting in lordship. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was great. Yeah. It was so so awesome for me to okay. to. It was a moment where I was like, okay, number one, I got to humble myself and, because I know this is what I need to do and I've known for a while. And the Nate and Aaron talk was the pushover, uh, kind of over the ledge. Um, they, you know, it was kind of just this little tap, right? The tap that I needed to get off the cliff. Um, but, it was, yeah, it was awesome. Just humbling to be, to be where I never thought I would ever, ever, ever go at Tennessee. And, there and to were. be seen walking around downtown with robes, with like a robe. <laughs> yeah. And all my, you know, all the U of I friends or whatever. Yeah. Would, my secular friends would just be like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I had to, I got to walk through that, which was, which was really good for me. You're on the ski slopes with your yeah. robe. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, four years NSA. It was great. And you worked Canon the whole time? Mm-hmm. Worked the graveyard shift a lot of the time. Yeah. So. Yeah. So tell. So even just over the four years, how has mm-hmm. your position changed or grown or morphed? Um, you said early on you you knocked out. I didn't know the ride in the dance textbook was was all that far back. Yeah. Okay. That was I think the second cover that came out, and we were kind of working on Beowulf and Riot simultaneously. Okay. Um, I, my job you know, at least here hasn't changed much. It's just more, yeah. more and more responsibility. Okay. Um, same covers. I'm just now making, calling the shots and, right. you know, um, I've kind of grown into being able to have to go, okay, this cover, not that cover because this cover does what we want it to do. Right. And this one doesn't, or 
Um, and then, so that's really the big thing is like, is I don't have Nate and Aaron now going, I like this one, do that. Yep. It's like, yeah, it's, that has to be me now. Okay. Which in a way is like, it's tough to, yeah. to have the creative confidence to go, this is, this is the one. And this is the direction we chase rather than be just leaving it up to somebody else and designing a bunch of comps and then, uh, and then shooting them off to hope one gets picked. Right. Um, so that's as far as the the you know, the normal day to day. It's pretty similar. Actually. So even in terms of uh, so more I mean more responsibility would look like riding the dance too. Yeah, yeah, actually that's a big one. So uh, I think like two years into NSA, maybe a year in. Uh, no, no, either two or three years in. I think I was a junior or a senior. Um, they we were doing. This, this nature documentary thing started to happen. And I started from the beginning, like working on the pitch decks and we were putting um, documents together to show people, uh, you know, to pitch pitch our project. And and of course, you're work, sitting there working on the project like this is crazy. Yeah. This is never going to happen. And then, you know, it'd be, it would be nuts if this happened. And then pretty soon we're on the plane to Sri Lanka. Or, you know, it was it was really awesome experience to be able to work on Riot One while going to school um tim edwards i remember i remember sitting in tim edwards's office like frequently yeah <laughs> explaining to him why i needed to miss another two weeks oh, of man. school just so dr edwards the dean yeah he was new st andrews yeah and, fantastic uh, yeah he 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 was that perfect mix of like like you got to do your schoolwork or else why would you be here right um and you got to be here or else why would you be here and then and giving me that grace and giving me that leeway to to write papers on the planes. You know, I remember flying into Hawaii, just like crammed three books on that little tray and my laptop just typing away. Yeah, it was great. NSA, NSA was really awesome and graceful to me in that way. So what, what all did you do on Riot One? Riot One was just the camera, camera work. So I was kind of camera two and the drone operator. Okay. Um, AKA the drone crasher. Right. Um, you and drones. Yeah. Have a bad past. Yeah, but I'm, I mean, I'm good at flying them. And getting shots, but uh, they all crash on my right. watch. So, and then also your vans, your red vans. Yep, were in, they are were in, in yeah. Riot One. That's my big claim to fame, actually. Yeah, that, that's the main one. Um, but yeah, Riot Two. Now I'm gonna be taking a director role, and which basically is the same thing uh, as Riot One, just traveling, filming. Um, Dane's doing a lot of great camera work, and and he really is the kind of the powerhouse of the camera work. But now, um, in the same way, it's kind of calling more shots. So yeah. there, are, there are funny decisions that you have to make when you're traveling or, or trying to get footage. It's like, well, should we stay here and get what we know is good, or should we go somewhere else and try to find another creature? Risk it all. And risk it all, yeah. yeah. And there are just constantly all these decisions to make about what to do, where to go, um, how to just go about you know, filming all this stuff. So um, that's been new for me. So where are we at on that? All filming is done? Yeah, almost all the filming's done. I think we've got a lot of, um, we have a lot of interview footage to do with Gordon um, to kind of be that through thread through the documentary. But right now we're in the editing room, Dane and I are, uh, okay. pretty much every night, just um, kind of chiseling down our eight hours of footage. Okay. I mean, our eight hours of like, we, we compiled usable footage and it's a lot. Nice. It's so much. Nice. Um, which is a good problem to have. Sure, but we're just chiseling it down, trying to get down to ninety minutes and make make something really, really beautiful and 
Interesting. Can we uh do any do we do we know when uh No. Do we know when we're gonna get to watch? No. But okay. we're coming up on when we might be able to know. Okay. <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> we're about to know when we'll all know. Yeah, exactly. Okay. We're we're getting there. We're getting there. I'm really excited for it to to start, you know, rolling downhill. Okay. But we got a lot of work to do until then. So riding the dance is big. Mm-hmm. Um what what else are you up to? So I have my own business on the side of all of this design okay. design business. Okay. Uh, I mean, I don't know what to call it. It's fine. <laughs> it's like, what, what do what I What are you going to call it? Design studio. It's like a small, it's just me and the people I contract out to do work. Okay. Uh, that I have, let's see, man, do I, I don't know if I need to do this, but two nationally distributed magazines. You can mm-hmm. walk into any Barnes and Noble and find them. Um, art direct those um i've done logo and branding work for you know everybody from local mom and pop shops here in town to yeah. all the way down to uc berkeley to um, new st andrews no to new st andrews yeah, yeah. been a little there not as much as you would think okay but uh all the way down to you know uc berkeley, UC berkeley yeah. kansas city seattle all you know it's it's been really cool to have the ability to do work like that out of out of my office here in in Moscow and, and live here right. and do that work. Yeah. Um, mostly we do, yeah, branding, um, identity work, and print design. Okay. And, yeah, so that, that almost gets me into uh, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is mm-hmm. you just mentioned identity <laughs> and branding work. Yeah. That's, that's a huge part of what you do. Yeah. Uh, what is it, and is, it, is there, like, I think, uh, or, you know, earlier you mentioned, like, if you worked at an ad agency, mm-hmm. you have a lot of overlap with an ad agency. There's, it, there's yeah. some differences, but there's a lot of overlap. Um, with a design agency or, like, creative. yeah. Yeah. Um, I think generally, maybe not, but with advertisements, mm-hmm. you know, maybe the, the common, the modern mind just goes to, like, Mad Men. Yeah, probably. Up on Madison Avenue. Yeah. You know, dashing our cigarettes out in our wine <laughs> or what have you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even, uh, you know, I think of ads, I just think of uh, hucksters, you know? Yeah. I'm thinking. Um, uh, su- well, obviously, Super Bowl ads is probably the biggest. Like, Well, uh, yeah, for people sure. People are like, oh, you know, that's Yeah, so g- generally, yeah. Is, there a, is, it, is this a Christian business? Um, so that's a good question. Like, is it a, is it a Christian business as... Is it ethical? Are yeah. these things ooh, that you you ooh. don't mind? Uh, yeah, you can take yep. communion, feel mm-hmm. fine, yeah, and you can go back to <laughs> every week. Yeah. <laughs> I can, which is great. Um, yeah. Now I have to explain that. Uh, so I would say what I do is is a lot of it's different from advertising in that um, I just I help companies find number one find who they are, and then number two how do they tell that to the customer. Um, so it's a little different in terms of how do they tell what they want to tell to the customer? Yeah, exactly. So you mentioned earlier, everybody's already telling everybody stuff. Yes. Yeah. So you, so your brand, I would say that what I work on and is, is branding and marketing and, and branding, your brand is not what you think it is. It's what other people think it is. Um, which could be wildly different. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, and that's a, I think that's a quote from Marty Neumeyer. Um, your brand is not what you think it is. It's what other people think it is. So if you, I like to to kind of describe it in in terms of just your personal 
sell. Like we, we know, I don't want to get into personal brand thing. That's kind of a trendy, weird um, topic. But just in terms of the way you dress, the way you act in front of people, the way you um, hold yourself in certain types of situations, that's all part of your brand. Your brand is not just the clothes you wear. The right. brand is the clothes you wear combined with how you treat people, um, how you talk, and you know, just there. There are so many aspects to ha- to to your person, a personal brand, yep, and a company's brand. So, I try what we try to do is just is work with companies to to align, um, the cl- the you know the visuals that they the clothes they wear, the clothes that a brand puts on, um, how they look, how they talk, how they interact how easy it is to use their website, you know, all these things. And we try to build something that communicates what they want to be communicating. So, so these are already brands, these are already businesses or what have you. Mm-hmm. And they, they think this is important enough that they would hire somebody like mm-hmm. yourself yeah. to be like, we need to get back on the right track. Yep. Either get back on the right track or start on the right track. So okay. a lot of times, you know, that I'm working right now with a coffee company that is just starting out and they're, um, and they need that voice to find. They need the not only their logo and and their the visual aspect of all of their communication, but their packaging and what it looks like on the shelf and and how does that make a customer feel and how does is that consistent with what they want their their brand to be with what they think they are. Got it. So it's it's just aligning the customer's vision with um, the company's vision. Yeah, because you got to think, I mean, as human beings, we are not the best at seeing ourselves objectively. Yeah, yeah, it's so funny. And so yeah. it seems like the little bit that, I, that I've gotten to know and companies mm. have the same issue. Yeah, and even harder because you're just this massive thing. And it, who knows what, what the customer service ladies, you know, is she being rude to your customer? Right. And then you got to solve that problem while also, you know, uh, speaking to new customers. Right. in the right way so that they understand you know right. it's it's a complex thing and um and that's what I love doing is is helping people with that a lot of it a lot of what I do is the visual aspect so it's um but I can't do the visual aspect apart from understanding and you just mean everything that everything that a uh yeah that a customer would see customer touch points so yep. what yep. are you know what are the things where your customers are inter- interacting with you and your brand so whether that's Instagram Facebook um, the, the grocery store, the, um, the racks at the grocery store, yep. the, um, your website, your e- emails, the whole thing, uh, needs to be visually tied together so that they, so just to build trust and to build that true understanding of what your company is. Yeah. That, that so it's, sense. it's way less about, um, you know, I do feel like the trajectory of advertising mm-hmm. and marketing. Yeah. That's really changed a bunch, yeah, over the last sure. hundred years, yep, where um advertising seemed way more about getting it like purchasing up limited space, mm-hmm. yeah, so there's four t v channels gotta get them how you know yeah. what are we doing to get in front of all those mm-hmm. eyes on those four t v channels or there's like this many billboards, yeah, um this many major magazines, yeah, um you know in terms of canon press. We think way less. I mean, there's still opportunities maybe that come up that we're like, yeah. we want to get we want to get our stuff in front of mm-hmm. whatever. But I think you know, me and you that make up the marketing team here, yeah, we think way less in terms of limited ad space yep. that needs to be bought up. 
Yep. And I think obviously the ad industry is changing big time and has been since, since the internet, of course. Right. Um, but it, and it, 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 it's turning into, <laughs> it's to the point now where it's kind of a common knowledge that content is king or, you know, that, yep. that this is how it's done. Um, the paradigm has shifted from getting just images in front of your face to how do we provide value and actually kind of cut through all of that. Right. And the internet has given us a really cool way to do that. Right. Because before it was, you know, a, a, a brand or a company that provided value to people for free, you know, or and made a customer feel like they really value that company. It's, it's a lot of face-to-face interaction. You know, yeah. you, like, why would you use one, one plumber versus another? It's like, because right. when that guy comes over, you feel comfortable and he treats you well and, you know, et cetera, maybe sends you a Christmas card in the mail, you know, whatever. Um, and so all of this, it's just this exchange of, of goods, right. Exchange of services that, you know, you don't, you don't pay for, you pay for the, for the thing. So for us, it's for Canada, it's like figuring out, okay, how do we just constantly give that out and be a, be a good personality, a good brand to, to connect with and then, and build, build a, you know, relationship with people. I think you're right in terms of it's always marketing, marketing as in distinct from advertising Yeah, has always been there. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. marketing in terms of you mentioned you're serving the customer. Yeah. You're making, you're, you're offering valuables. Yeah. And in a whole experience in and of itself is distinct from advertising. Um, but yeah. I've always thought in terms of a hundred years ago, you've got that one grocery store in town. There's yep. not a lot of, uh, there may not be a lot of emphasis on marketing because where else are you going to get milk? Yeah. yeah. Or where else are you going to, you know, you know, the hardware store, where else are you going to get a hammer? Mm -hmm. But now that we have four grocery stores, yeah. Moscow building supply and home Depot. Yeah. We have, you know, uh, there's Cannon press crossway and then the king of all Kings, Amazon. Yeah. You have like all these. So there's been a hyper or there's been a real stress and a real emphasis to be, um, distinct. Yeah. Yeah, and we're I think, offering you a particular experience. Exactly, and I think like this goes back to, um, you know, whether I can, you know, go to church and then go to work on Monday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Is there's not a, It's really about consistency, and 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 you know, so for a brand, you just have to be consistent and. That's what's taken. It's taken Nike just billions of dollars to get you when you see that swoosh yep. to think of them right. and to think just do it. It's like so much time and money has been poured into that, but they've been consistent with it for a long, long time. And and in the same way, Canon Press or whatever your business is, like consistency is key. And you just have to, in the same way that you as a person, you can't say one thing and go do another. Um, that's what we we try to do that's what you, you should be trying to do is be consistent be can live your life consistently and build your brand consistently so at canon press we say we want to bring all of christ for all of life for all the world and we want to be the outfitters of the reformation and if we do if we say that and then our customer service is bad or like you know we have these breaks in in trust or we send out really bad marketing it's like that's super inconsistent and people immediately see that um so that's 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 what it is is consistency 
And that's why I feel like, okay, marketing or advertising, it's not, it's not a sleazy thing unless you're, unless that's what you're trying to do. So what, what the great opportunity we have at Canon is that we get to be consistent with our worldview because we believe that that's the way to do it. And that's the way to change the world. And marketing and branding identity yeah. can all they do just, that. Yeah. They all do. Those are Lord. just tools. Yeah, yeah. Unto the Lord. And advertising as well yeah, like right and advertising has a sleazy um kind of what you know a taste in people's mouth because yeah. that's we are we are we the car salesman of yeah of, yeah of, uh, and obviously that's sleazy but that's but that's what's funny is car a car salesman that that is sleazy is being fundamentally inconsistent you know he's pretending to serve somebody when he's not and right. that's like people immediately see that yeah and so whatever you're doing, if you're being consistent in it, you're doing what you believe. And um, thankfully, I get to work for a company that, with which I believe entirely in what they're doing and uh, like from the ground up. So it's really, really cool to be able to market and push things and figure out the best way to reach a customer and do it because we love the customer and, or be, and because we, we, we truly love the world and we want the world to come into these books that we have and right. this content that we have um, because it's, it's life-changing. Yeah. We have a mutual friend uh, who recently went into, he basically does marketing for companies. Like he's an ad mm -hmm. agency, but I think like we've kind of talked about it, ad agencies have changed so much yeah. uh, given the market. But um, he talked to Pastor Wilson about it and said, you know, yeah. this is what I'm doing. Do you have any thoughts? And, uh, <laughs> I think this was after church, you uh -huh. know, so yeah. sitting there with uh, just a bucket of those Hershey's kisses, yeah. you know, <laughs> just tossing them to kids. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he said, he said, he kind of thought for a second, then he just said, uh, advertise what's true even after all the eyes leave. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, and so great. that's, that uh, is awesome. That's, that's consistency. Yeah. And that's, uh, well, and it's yeah. true. I mean, I think yeah. ultimately what you were saying about we get to, you know, because I've, 100% agree. We get to be, or I as well agree. That yeah. I, I get to work for a place that I love. And, yeah. You know, I think Canon Press has just now paid me enough that we're even. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all through college. Um, yeah. You know, I spent oh, money man. here. So yeah. I, uh, so I love working here. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's, it is a blessing and a, and a benefit that we get to, you know, 100% put a book out and say, yeah, we've worked really hard on this. We love this book. Yeah. This is going to, this will fill a need. Yeah. And hopefully in the marketing, we do a good job of saying, this is why you need that. <laughs> this is why you need that. This yeah. is what that's going to fill. Yeah. Um, oh man, the other days, I forget what, which, oh, it might've been Seth Godin, mm -hmm. but he said, nobody is in the, nobody's in the market for a drill bit, but nobody wants a drill bit. They want a quarter inch hole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. So anyway, if we're clear and we're honest. Yeah. And onto the Lord. Yep. Being truthful about those kind of things, I think, yeah. uh, we can, uh, we're good with the elders. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause it, I mean, if you're lying to sell stuff, number one, that's ethically, <laughs> yeah. but number two, people will find out, you know, like right. that's, what's cool. Well, especially with the, today, this right? Change. I mean, yeah. uh, this, this shift from, well, you know, these ad, ad agencies, which at some point they could, because people's only touch points were the TV and yeah. you know, their, their newspaper or whatever. Right. Um, there was only, there was like three. And if you, you could pretty lie pretty consistently with, within yeah. that just for, you know, for long enough to float your business till people figured it out. Yeah. 
but now it's instant. If you if you lie about something, it's you know. Yeah, there's been a weird. It's been simultaneously the democratization of media mm-hmm. in yeah. terms of we can do this. Yep. You know, the plumbing that used to just work for those four TV channels or those four major media companies yeah. that they had, where they could they had they had access to this, this, and this. We have all the same things they do. Yeah. But it's good news for us. You know, I think we've yeah. talked about too the if we have we have the sort of indie small publishing house. Yep. But also our books are on the same place that Scribner's yeah. books are. Yeah. Um yeah, and we, Crossways, you know, keeping it in the Christian kingdom. Yeah. Cross we have the same access Crossway has, et cetera. So Yeah, we hit we hit way above our weight class. Like way, way, way above. Yeah. And it's really cool to be a part of yeah. To be a part of doing that and working towards you know, hitting higher yeah. above our weight class and, and uh, doing that through design and uh, using design and, and visuals to create. You're, you're creating an object of desire, right? You, right. You're, that's the goal is to make people want to buy the thing. Right. And yeah, that can be sleazy, but it can also. It does be, seem like it's be, fundamentally. Yeah. The, the distinction would be fundamentally that um, any in reference to what Pastor Wilson was saying. Um, Attention is pretty easy mm-hmm. to get for what that's worth. Yeah. And eyes attract other eyes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what, what will be the case after the eyes leave? Yeah. You know, seems to be the fundamental mm-hmm. truth distinction of, you know, I'm still here, you know. No exactly. Matter. Yeah, that, that's really great. And it obviously ties into personal Christianity, you know, personal holiness as well. Is like, who are you when that, no one's looking? Yeah. That's who you are. Right. Who you are is the person you are when no one's watching, and that applies to your brand as well. Yeah. Um. So, I, that's what I love about a lot of this is that it's so broadly applicable. It's so simply. There's no mar- There's no gimmicks. There's no tricks. There's no whatever. It's just like here yep. we are. We're we're being consistent and we're trying to live that and and making business decisions and design decisions based off of that. Right. Mm-hmm. Not very many people that I've noticed and especially in reference to the friend that just started their business uh-huh. there and you've experienced this where people are willing to pay a lot yeah to make sure that they have a consistent message yeah all the way around yeah uh because you know yep. I guess that it's just rare that it happened you know it is rare and but what's cool is we've seen people do it we've seen Apple do it we've seen Nike right. do it we've seen uh it seems like we know the ones who have successfully done it yeah and and a lot of people and I'm sure most people don't know, you know, why they trust those brands or why, right? You know, it is that, why X Y Z. But yeah. it's like because they've been speaking consistently for so long. Yeah, and it, it does seem like marketing serves to, um, where ad agency was just like, I'm going to get your attention for this one thing, mm-hmm. and after the purchase, there's not much of a relationship after that. Yeah, and it does seem like we're mm-hmm. in the business of like we're we're after loyalties. Yeah, and building relationships, uh, building, yeah. relationships, building um, and a distinct enough brand where you're like, no, I just love that taste of beer. Yeah. You know, or it's just like, no, you know, I've been so affected by this brand that yep. getting anywhere near another brand is just like, ah. Yeah. No, I, and I think, you know, looking back at least on my, you know, why I got into all of this, it kind of makes sense because one, I'm sus- very easily susceptible to that kind of brand loyalty. Yeah. Or like, you know, I just love, I loved Adidas as a kid yep. and I couldn't tell you why, but. Is that a bad thing? No, no, I don't know. I don't, you know, I, I still, I still don't wear a lot of Nike. Sure. Like it's, and that's, what's funny is like, 
it you it impacts you personally way more than you think. You know, why do you pick up that uh, brand of of whatever on the shelf versus that one? And it's like, you know, a lot of people rationalize why they say, oh, because this give you know this X Y Z has better ingredients or whatever. And it's like, no, it's just because packaging's better or yeah, <laughs> right or whatever. Yeah. It made an emotional impact with you on some level and continued to do that consistently that you go straight to that brand no matter what. And isn't it the case, you know, there's not a Super Bowl party that goes by. Yeah. You know, that we're not all talking about how much they spend on what. <laughs> Countless Super Bowl parties where there's some guy at the thing that's just like, it just doesn't work on me. Yeah. You yeah. know, that stuff doesn't work on me. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, you know, dude, you, like, you, you, know, you it have does. no idea. It does. Yeah. yeah. And so that's what I like. I mean, I, I'm just constantly trying to open my eyes to that fact and why we make decisions. Yeah. Um, it's, it's insanely irrational and we don't, we, we, we rationalize things after the fact, whether it's a, you know, it's a purchase or whatever you make a purchase for this emotional reason. And you make the purchase probably in the first split second, half of a second that you interact with that thing. So, you know, that's within that 0.5 seconds is where you decide whether or not you're going to buy it. And then the rest of that is rationalization. And that's what I try to work on. That's what I try to help people do is how do we align that with right. truth um, and with what you want your brand to be. And, and even on the loyalty thing, it's like, you know, there's never been that I can remember a time that I've lived here that you've been like, hey, man, meet me at Moscow Ale House. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Not even for a second. No. And I mean, I've, I've gone I, there. but Right. Yeah. I've been one time. Yeah. But in terms of it's just always going to be if I get a text from you. Yeah. Or vice versa, it's going to be like, do you want to meet a tap? Yeah, totally. But, and it's, and it's, you know, as I think about it, there, it's a rotating, it's a rotating beer list. So there's not, it's not necessarily that I could say like, oh, there's X beer there that I have to get every time. Yeah. You know, there's not really any other thing other than it's just like, well, we go to tap. Yeah. People like us do things like this. Yeah. And, and a connection to a place like that is fundamentally emotional. Like, because every time you go there, you, whether you, you know, you know it or not, you're, you're thinking about your, all the past experiences you've had there. You're connecting it with the environment, the way the light is, the yeah. way it, it sounds, the way the tables feel, the way, you know, um, the way the chairs feel, just the, the tactile, the, the menus, just yeah. every aspect of how Tapped speaks to you so aligns. This and, it, and, it, and it brings up memories, and, and, and whether good or bad. Right. But, uh, so yeah. with all of this, uh-huh. you uh, to bring it into Canon, you're yeah. paid to make this the case at Canon as well. Yeah, working on it. <laughs> uh, so like, give us some examples of like when you, um, yeah, w- what are touch points? What are things that you are thinking about in ways that like, you know, from when you started, either we've gotten a lot better here, and here's how. Mm-hmm. You know, what are some examples? Just in, um, I think oh, I might have to break that into two. I think the, you know, what, what we do now with covers, especially, I think covers are a big, that's, that's a big part big, of what you do. It's really, and, it, and it's easy to talk about and easy to understand versus like, okay, what's our web presence or what's, right. you know, how to, what's our checkout process on our, you know, website. Right. Um, but with a book cover, it's, we really, we work hard to right out of the gate set who needs this book that either doesn't know they want it or doesn't want it. Who needs this book? and defining our audience really, really well so that we then can make decisions from that. Uh, 
that is kind of the key to the puzzle is is really working hard to because we see people as needing these books and we see ourselves as needing them that's why we're making them that's why we're putting time into it um so defining the audience right off the the bat is the key thing we're working on and working on doing doing that across every the the whole aspect of all our touch points um email marketing facebook marketing um like the things we put in packages when we send people stuff yeah the quality of our books all of those are touch points that need to align right. and you know in the past we we've been so we've been so focused on the content which is what matters and it shows right i yeah. mean it's not for nothing no no and um that's the thing that matters that's a, yeah. probably the only thing that matters in the long term you know, that's what's funny about my job is i'm serving the thing that matters most the content yeah which is what we're trying to get from sure us to you you know uh well i mean and i'll, I'll i'm gonna will this show will eventually have brian cole on yeah, yeah. um but before now i've been talking with mostly people who are doing medium things rather yeah, than yeah. content things mm-hmm. and yeah. just talking about the importance of that and yep. obviously you're you're there too so content ultimately yeah that's the, this is that's what matters yeah. this is 100 percent what matters yeah. but it's not to say no i think well obviously th- that's not the way god made the world is he didn't right. divorce content from the form yeah. and so we we and everything we do are trying to do that in the way that god does and the way he does it in the world and his, his his special revelation his his word and his natural revelation and he d- he does it constantly and our goal is to do that he in seems the same to do way. it well yeah you know, yeah <laughs> yeah he does it it's it's amazing it's baffling um but so that's our goal is to you know god thinks that the form um of the content matters he doesn't just think it's the content and so that's that's why I do what I do, and and in my mind it's like it's easy to go okay, the you know the beauty the the, the form is not not as important. I just kind of have a a side. Yeah. This is yeah. I a lot of times I see myself as like the back um, behind the scenes, like so, the non important side right. of what we do, um, which in one sense is the case uh, because the most important part is the content, but not you know yeah. Does uh, how often do you make covers that the authors love? <laughs> I I think rarely. <laughs> we we don't ask for a lot of feedback <laughs> from the author themselves. It depends. It depends. Yeah. yeah. So some sometimes we really really work hard to to make the author happy and like because that will in the end serve the the customer more, serve somebody sure. reading the book more. It's good to have them on board. Yeah, it really. But is. it's not the five. No, it's it, not the final arbiter. No, it's not. Um, a lot of times, the, the authors are too close to it. Yeah. I feel like if I wrote a book, I wouldn't. Well, no, but this is that thing, though, right? Where people pay you lots of money to come yeah. in, yeah, get some perspective on yep. what they have here, mm-hmm. and that's a val- that's a valuable thing. Absolutely, that ties into the design degree. I'm supposed to be an outside. Uh, I'm supposed to have this broad, broad range of knowledge and understanding. Um, and then figure out how to come into a, a, a situation where someone is way too deep in it and be able to pull them out and, and work through and answer the right questions and, and stuff like that. So, so uh, not, not, yeah. not always author, but I'll tell you, you know, yeah. we yeah. were, uh, me and Alec were interviewing Nancy the other day and 
Yes. She went and grabbed Learning Contentment, and she said it's just the greatest cover of I all think time. she's my biggest fan. <laughs> I know. It's, I love it. She's the best, yeah. Yeah. I, lo- I love, I love, I do love it when that happens. So when an yeah. author really connects with what, what I've done means a lot. Yeah. And because it, it means that in their eyes, it's consistent with the content and, and adds to it. Totally. Which is the goal. Okay. Yeah. So James Angerbrest, what are you excited about? What, what is Canon doing in the next few months that you're super excited about? Um, I'm really excited about our new website coming up. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, this may not, this may already be out by then. Maybe. The website that's out. Either way. Yeah. It's either I'm up super or excited coming about up. It. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. It's going to be kind of the first step in a long process of, of doing our best to serve people through our website, you know, and, yeah. and give people reasons to really connect with our brand that way and to, to buy from us rather than Amazon. I mean, you can get it on Amazon. Please do. But um, we're trying, working hard to build a, a good experience there, which we'd have never had. Yeah. But uh so website um Riot 2 is going to be coming out. I'm really excited about that. I wish I could say when. Um but that's that's those are the things that are looming large right now. Totally. Um book covers different shade of green. Um is Gordon's new book coming out. That that's going to be great. Dr. Gordon Wilson's Obviously new book. it might be out. <laughs> but uh, probably not. Um Gordon Wilson's yeah, new book uh about being you know a christian that takes care of the world without being environmentalist yeah it's really cool lots of lots of fun stuff um what else trying to think yeah that's that's the the thing go sign up for newsletter on riot in the dance riot in the dance.com um follow us on social that's the the best place to see we kind of post some behind the scenes photos and you can see what we're up to or what we were up to at one point running around the world um the yeah obviously that's i'm, I'm excited stuff, man yeah those yeah. are no small things no i uh i watched riot one all the way in texas you know really yeah well oh, yeah, wait, oh, remember yeah, I, was, I, was, I was like uh, you were here <laughs> no we uh we were it was right after yeah gfc that, yeah i think we, we might do the release differently this year in terms of theaters but okay um but everybody like, will get go, to see it. Go watch Riot One. Tell me what you think. Uh, James at at Jamesy on Twitter. At James if you just really oh, yeah. want to let him know what's up. I don't use my Twitter, so don't do that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, man. Thanks yeah. for coming. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yep. Thanks, guys.